What's poppin'? Brand new whip, just hopped in. I got options. I can pass that bitch like Stockton. Just joshin'. I'm spendin' this holiday locked in. My body got rid of them toxins. Sports in the top ten. Hi there, and welcome back to my lovely little podcast. This is your host, Aaliyah J. And I will say, I know I have something here. When there are people trying to shoot this down (laughs) before it even gets started, (laughs) there are people telling me, so let me just recap you about, let me just remind you where we are in this podcast series These first two episodes are the introductory story about what inspired this podcast. These first two episodes are based on an anecdote from my life, which happened very recently. These first two episodes don't require research of any kind because it's a story, okay? But for the performative smart people, I wholeheartedly welcome being fact-checked. I love fact-checking. Please correct me. I will stand there curvy and corrected, okay? I... I this podcast is meant to be a platform for discussions and not misinformed discussions. I would like for substantive conversation to happen here and it must be well informed. So whenever I do get into the substantive stuff, I will do my best to give you the the research that you deserve. And if you catch anything that is out of line with what you've seen or if you have things to add, I definitely welcome you to reach out i will i have added an email address i will um announce it at the end but please uh make no mistake this is this is not going to be another podcast where people are just spewing idiotic ideas or ignorance for clickbait that's not what's happening here so um i want to allow for people who are concerned with what I talk about before I talk about it. I want to allow y'all to rest assured that whenever I do decide to um, get into the deep stuff, I will definitely be informed and I will definitely do my due diligence and research. There's been a whole, I mean, About 16 times in the last week, I've heard the research. If you do the research, I did my research. Baby, good for you. I have not even began to talk yet. (laughs) So pump your brakes. Just relax. You're jumping the gun a little bit. But I definitely get down with the enthusiasm for truth. (laughs) And, um no assumptions that's that's definitely the vibe that i'm going for so just to recap um where we are in the story i had already told you about how this situation started from an awkward moment i had already told you how i kind of ignored it until it grew out of control i had already told you how i lost my temper with the misinformation that was being spread online Um, and now we are on operation escape the hellscape. So to protect my family's privacy, I decided to just leave. 
um, leave the city. I decided to stay down south. I do believe that the south has a type of respect for nature that I'm comfortable with and used to. And that's why I decided to stick down south. And all it takes is showing people that I am respectful and that I deserve respect. Hopefully that's all it takes. Um, but I'm not quite so sure these days. <laughs> There's usually something else these days that's ticking people off about me. <laughs> and um, in this episode, I will discuss what that is. So back to the story. Um, I left the city that I was in where this whole shebang started. I moved um, to another city and I immediately began looking for jobs. I, I immediately began trying to sort out how I'm going to get my money situation in order. Um, I got a couple interviews. Um, you know, things were going good. I had decided to leave social media alone when I had first moved. Because I figured, you know, all of that nonsense and all of that is back where I came from um you know these people th this is a new place this is a new environment these are completely new people um and new opportunities what I had not considered was that social media does not have geographic boundaries <laughs> so it was new people a new environment but it was the same rotten bowl of fruit online and people were too happy to pick at it and play with it until out of misery they kind of gave themselves away so I'm looking for jobs and the story is that I had gotten an interview I gotten a couple interviews and I felt good about it um I was getting ready to move on to you know the final steps with one employer and um that day I was feeling good about myself I had deactivated my Twitter, um, just because that was now a cesspool, like, um, and I, there was no escaping it because people didn't want to escape it. It was a purposeful game of ignorance that was going on on Twitter. So I decided, you know what, deactivate, like I'm done with that. I don't need to even see that. Like these people are being purposefully ignorant and I just don't have any time for that. Like I can't, there's no reasoning with unreasonable people. So, um, I had kind of just soft paused all my other social medias and I deleted Twitter for a little bit. Shortly after I deleted my Twitter threads came along and, um, I downloaded, I signed up just to see what the app was about. So periodically I would scroll through, I would scroll through threads just to see what the app is shaping up to be, what people are adding on there, how the, what the website is about, like, you know, what kind of conversations are going to take place on threads. I'm thinking I'm okay. I'm in the clear. Life is good. You know, there are these people who are settling on a story they heard about me and that's okay because deep down they know the truth. They know like I don't deserve this and you know, eventually the craziness will die down because nobody is going to keep going with a situation that was never warranted or provoked in the first place. Like, who has the energy to keep engaging with an attacker or an enemy that they themselves know is not even trying to be an enemy? So I'm thinking I'm in the clear. I'm feeling great. You know, opportunities are opening up for me um, and I go on threads and I scroll. And thank God Misery Loves Company, because that was the day that I had found out 
that I had not, in fact, gotten clear of the situation. So there were there was a widespread discussion about getting hired on the spot. And if they're so willing to hire you, then it's going to be a terrible job. And I'm like, in my head, I know that I had only told exactly two people on the planet what had just happened to me in the last week. <laughs> So I'm not sure, you know, the only way they could get this information is if they had snuck into my apartment and hid under my bed or in my closet, or if my phone is actually being used as an active listening device. So it was like everything, all of the events that had happened thus far had perfectly lined up in my head when it occurred to me. That I was hacked. It was like all of the lights on a switchboard just going off, like down a row, like, like, oh, I'm hacked. So the first thing I wish I could properly explain this to you, but I know I'm not going to do it justice. So when you realize that every conversation, every time you changed your clothes, Every time you absentmindedly did something stupid or weird or awkward in front of your devices or around your devices, that was public knowledge. There is, I don't even, if I could change colors, I'm sure I would have that day. (laughs) So at first I was shocked. I was it was jarring like who still you know you hear about people being hacked in passing you hear about people being hacked like you hear about obsessive wives hacking their husband phones you hear about small men hacking their wives phones but you never hear a story like this you never hear circumstances like this My level of detachment from the whole situation was on point. Like I, it was unmatched. Like I, I had, I was perfectly content with never hearing of this person's name again in my life. Like I, I was so detached from the situation because it gotten, it had gotten so far and so out of control for absolutely nothing. Like I just, I wanted to forget everything, including the reasons that that had happened to me so it was jarring at first to realize that I was hacked and then it was creepy I realized that I was very vulnerable I realized that um you know not only were they hearing my tea or all of the little awkward you know tendencies that I have or um things that I do they were seeing the important stuff too. They were seeing my location. That's how they were able to get to where I am to follow me. They were seeing every time I check my bank account. That's how they're able to comment on whenever I'm getting money or whenever I'm getting broke. They are able to see the people that I talk to. That's how they're able to comment on who's being fake and who's being real as a friend. (laughs) I'm creeped out because I feel vulnerable. But then, of course, the overwhelming feeling is just anger. Being hacked is a lot like having the front wall of your home, the entire front wall of your home. That wall that you see when you pull up to the curb, having that whole wall completely disappear from your home 
and having all your neighbors stand around outside your property, peering inside, commenting about how angry you are as you scramble to try to figure out the first thing to do. <laughs> so that's that's what being hacked feels like. So at this juncture, I have done, I've taken every measure that an average person can take. I have done just about everything that I could think of to fix this problem and I am not escaping it. So I had done everything in my power and I kind of found myself locked in this situation where there are people actively surveilling me. There are people actively listening to me, watching what I do on my phone and then kind of regurgitating that information back to me, commenting on it negatively to get me to trigger me into anger until I respond or until I'm hurt. And then now it was just kind of like a back and forth with negativity and pain because they, the people that were watching would hurt me. And then I would try, I would then try to hurt them back. And it was just this, this cycle that just never ended. And then, um, I had to realize that I was kind of stuck in a loop and thank God to the minds on social media. Social media is a powerful tool and it was a tool to get this little dirty trick moving. It was the perfect tool for this little dirty trick, but it was also the perfect tool to tell me what I need to hear. I, every day I found myself screaming at about the situation and every day I found myself just angry with myself for even entertaining this very unreasonable person to the point where this could happen to the point where I could be a target for this type of nonsense and um it went on like that for a while but then there are realizations that started to hit me after I started to pray about it the realization was that in order to have anything to say about me, you have you have had to have violated my privacy <laughs> in the worst way. And in order for you to be annoyed that I'm still being positive or be annoyed at all of the attention that I'm getting... You will have had to violate me in the most profound way. And this, at this point, by the time I had moved, the social media matter had grown to the point where now celebrities were starting to pick it up and public figures were starting to pick it up. I swear to God, I think Elon Musk knows my name. <laughs> and, um, you know, so now they're kind of taking shots because they're angry because they're like, who the hell is this girl? Like, why are y'all still talking about this? You know, there's basically just like, what is everybody looking at? Her? You know, it was kind of like that. <laughs> so, you know, there was just like more and more negativity coming at me. And I had been yelling back to this point, trying to fight back because this is nonsense and this is nonsense by a nonsensical design and I know I didn't design it and you know people were basically you know taking jabs at my life at anything they saw anything any type of information they picked up from my phone or my device was game and it was so angering um it triggered me immensely because those are such private matters. I can't tell you 
whenever somebody thinks they can, whenever some poor stranger who's just empty inside and wants to say something thinks, has the audacity and the gall to talk about things like my mother. Oh, I mean, you deserve whatever you get to hear because darling, that's, you know, people, people had grown so comfortable crossing this line before I had even become aware that my line was vulnerable and had already been crossed. And so, um, thank God for the beauty on social media, because, you know, there's a lot of negativity and a lot of trolls. And unfortunately that behavior kind of can turn contagious and it can turn perfectly sensible people into trolls as well but there are also some free thinkers online who know how to guard their mind and know how to guard their behavior from falling into common stuff that might not be the best thing to fall into and so you know there's nobody I have no point of reference for anything like this I don't know any celebrities um, this isn't something my family has seen before. I can tell you that this isn't something that my friends have seen before. And at this point, I'm not even wanting to include them just because this is a lot for anybody. This is a lot for multiple people. And I didn't even want to overcomplicate things like that. So I took it, you know, I'm kind of just taking it on the chin by myself and watching the words flow and trying to gather as much evidence as I can. And, um, you know, during that time, there were some really tough truths about me that came out. And like I said, I can, I'm a woman enough to stand corrected. And so there were a lot of things that were being pointed out among the nonsense, you know, in between the lines of the waves of nonsense coming in about just the most, the most personal things you could talk about a person, like, you know, in between waves of that, there were actual, there was actually wisdom coming in. And, um, for a little while I was kind of able to hone in on that and, you know, focus on that, um, while this was happening. At this point, I would like to pause for the first reflective question, and that is, how do you keep your feelings at bay when attacks on your body, your personality, and your existence are coming in waves? So at this point, my entire life was being picked apart. I mean, from the things that I used to do in high school, like how I used to spell funny on Facebook. (laughs) And I used to do that just, I don't even know why I used to do that. Just, just to be funny, just because I was a, I was in ninth grade back then, um, to, I'm hearing things that only past exes would know. Um, and these exes are people that should have been well off into another relationship like probably forgot my name like I'm not sure why it seems like they're just sitting around in a circle holding hands trading stories but I I am honestly glad they thought they had something to say because baby I just wait for the full story that's all I'm gonna say um 
So there are, back to the question, there are two ways to kind of go about social media rumors or just rumors in general. And, you know, that way is to confront it, address it, let everything be known, the whole story for better or for worse, and then kind of just take it as it comes. Take whatever the public gives you after that. The other way that you can deal with that is to ignore people into oblivion, like the Kardashians or Beyonce. The thing about that is that you have to have the power to ignore people into oblivion. You cannot just do that because, you know, you can let people talk, but you can't let everybody talk, right? Because soon, if if someone says something enough times and if they say it loud enough, Unfortunately, in this world, in this new age of social media, it can become the truth faster than you think. So how do you keep your emotions in check and how do you know when to draw a line? You know, you you can let people talk, but it can't be when 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 we're talking about people with power, when we're talking about a people with with a platform and is now, you know, kind of resting on this on this misinformation, you know, then then you're in trouble, right? So I had taken all the measures to try to protect myself from the situation, all in vain. I had reached out to investigators, lawyers. I had let the police know my situation just in case anything crazy worse happened to me. Um, but I was, I found myself in this deep depression and frustration because I knew that I was locked in this for a little bit. Like I knew, I knew that I would have to spend some time and some resources to try to resolve the situation and to fix this situation. And this was being done to me actively. Like this wasn't just a one and done, one hack, and then I'm I'm in forever. Like no, whoever this is, this is an intelligent person, um, and. They get in every single time I try to lock them out. They find a way back in every single time. So um, this is a person that wants to do this and wants to keep this going. And um, relying on the common sense of the collective is not the best way to fix your issues. Because I was confident that people were going to see this for what it is, which is just this ridiculous situation that is just being prolonged. And um, I thought that people were going to get tired enough to want to stop it. I thought that, you know, it's, it's kind of like, okay, I can't stop it and I don't have help to stop it. Nobody is offering to um, help me and that's fine and dandy. But I realized that people were just becoming annoyed at the situation. And um, I had gotten so many encouraging posts to kill myself. Just there were people that literally wanted me to die just because they were tired of seeing my name all over the place. And um, I kind of started to get a little crestfallen, like and angry or angry some more because (laughs) you know not only am I being penalized for first of all I've been victim blamed to into ashes like I had gotten criticism from 
you should have never met this person. You should have never talked to you. You got to know who your friends is all the way up to you should have never said what you said all the way up to I should have never like there's always a shoulda, coulda, woulda. And I had been everything. My actions had been picked clean apart. And nobody was talking about the fact that people are choosing to do this. Like in order to get to the point where you're annoyed and tired and frustrated, you have to um, forego actually doing something about it. And that's what pissed me off the most because nobody was annoyed when all the negativity was flowing and I had no idea how to manage my feelings, my emotions, and my safety. But then when things were, when I started to kind of open my eyes, when I kept my head on a swivel, when I trust my intuition and my instincts and kind of slowed down and listened to the signs, when I began to manage the situation is whenever people started to get like truly annoyed with me. And so now it's like people have gone from being upset at me because of what they thought I had done and turned out to be wrong to being upset at me because oh man you're still here and um I was upset at it because you know I knew that if there was something I could do to get myself off the internet I would have by now because that was the goal way in the spring like to leave this alone but since there is nothing I can do, you know, I am going to try to manage and adjust until I find a way to make myself safe. And I'm sorry for who that disappoints, but I am here now. And when I understood that all of this performative outrage and anger was nothing, like when I understood that there is there's actually nothing I can do to please everyone and get them to leave me alone. When I understood that people were actively choosing to look at those posts, baby, you control social media just as much as it controls you. You can hit this content isn't irrelevant. You can hit I don't want to see posts like this anymore. There are little buttons and little options that you can do that you can use to take your timeline back. And I urge you to use those things because that's what controls your algorithm. If you don't control it and if you let that negativity just fly, that's how you get people to believe in conspiracy theories. That's why you have grandmas and uncles and, you know, people who aren't really tech savvy getting the most radical information. It's because of that lack of willingness to control it. Or that lack of knowledge on how to control it. Social media is a very powerful tool. It was the tool that was used to basically destroy my reputation and almost me, myself, physically. But it's also the tool that is being used to spread goodness and to spread wisdom. And, you know, I thank God for miserable people because they will always give themselves away. But I also thank God for the wise people who are free thinkers, who were able to think for themselves and say that, okay, this is not cool. This is a normal person. And what we're doing is like unprecedentedly evil. Like, thank God for the people who actually know and mean well and know how to think for themselves. But unfortunately, ignorance is contagious. Perfectly sensible people in enough time, if you keep showing them the same nonsense over and over again, 
they're gonna that ignorance spreads and they're gonna get they're they're gonna start to believe that ignorance and kind of act on that ignorance and you know that's kind of sad to see but there are there are good forces and good entities that's able to cut through like the slush out there and I thank God for them because one thing I am is big on accountability um unfortunately a great many have you um, a great many of you have seen me beat myself up about the situation like and belabor it in my mind and you know y'all have watched me be unable to move past it and I'm sorry you had to see that if you had left it up to me you would not have but um one thing I am is big on accountability and so I started to kind of take heed to what some of if you know if if it was smart if it was informed and if it was not based on misinformation then I actually took heed and I put it into practice and I grew from it you know because insanity is thinking you can do the same thing and something changes sanity is doing wrong to somebody and then getting upset at them for responding to it in a positive way like I felt like all around me that 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 is what was happening in my life there are so I would get these people who are close to me or who know of me or have access to me and I would watch them become aware of the situation I would watch them choose not to say anything or get involved and then I would watch them slowly grow in annoyance of the situation and grow to dislike me and even grow to hate me a little bit and it's really sad to see because I'm not sure what I can do to make people's decisions feel right in their hearts I don't know what I can say or to make people feel good about the choices that they made. And in reality, that's not my responsibility. And, um, you know, I was kind of standing, uh, I was kind of on firm ground with that one because I started to get a chance. I started to get a sense of scale when my eyes were open and I understood that, you know, I'm vulnerable in this very new way to where any stranger couldn't probably know who I am. And I don't have money like the celebrities to get like personal security and all of that. So, you know, it it brings a kind of it forces on you a type of awareness that you just probably won't experience in your life. It's just it brings about it out of sheer necessity. I had become hyper aware of everything. And, you know, my intuition was just. It got, you know, my intuition had always been in the back of my mind. It's always been something. So I'm starting to get a sense of scale, right? Because now, you know, um, people in the grocery store know about this. I mean, the little kids bagging stuff and checking people out at the grocery store are like snickering under their breaths. You know, I do grocery delivery. And so it's like every grocery store I walk into, it's like there's a whole, it's like they announce on the walkies that I'm in the building or something because I mean, people would just go, I mean, there was this range of emotions from people like laughing openly, openly about it. Like, there was this one uh, 
I will never forget, like, this one guy in the grocery store. He was like, man, this shit is crazy, you know. And the guy, he was working with, like, an older, I think it was his manager or something like that. And um, the manager was like, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of bad. It's, it's kind of bad as it is that everybody's talking about it. So, like, let's just stop talking about it. Like, poor person, poor guy, he said, trying to talk, trying to still talk in code. And it's like, honestly, like, just stop, you know? Um, but, you know, I I have learned, I, I have learned the art of choosing your battles and to just let people be sometimes. Um, but I know that there's a line that has to be drawn um, between letting people be and letting people talk and teaching people how to treat me. And so... Um, you know, I know that I can't let, if it's important enough, then sure, I'll give it a go. But if it's like <laughs> a little 19 year old, like, please get out of here. You can have that girl or boy. Like, you don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can have that. Whatever you need to make your day feel good. <laughs> Whatever you need to, you know, enhance your day a little bit, you know? So, um, and so I'm starting to see scale. Um, I walk in the grocery store and people are like trying to pass me up and talk about it um, while I'm being passed up so they can kind of distress me or I would get to the deli counter. People are snickering and laughing, you know, either I don't either to distress me or just to talk about the crazy situation. I... I didn't. So it makes sense when you stop and think about it. Social media has no geographical boundaries from the biggest names to the smaller names. You know, everybody uses social media and you never really see how social media can touch life quite like what's illustrated in this situation. I kid you not. This situation was starting to be discussed in code I turned on the news and I I promise you, they stopped the whole broadcast and there was this little puff piece on some fake Twitter account that turned out wasn't real. And they were basically referring to the situation that I was dealing with. And, um, you know, of course, the reporter had a good little laugh about it, but... The thing about misery is that in, in order to be evil to a good person, you're going to have to show your ugly, miserable face to do it. Because after the puff piece, you know, by the dainty little news reporter, the black lady, the black news reporter who actually had to work and be there that day to protect her job, she rolled her eyes at that and was like, wow, the new on the internet, people still doing bad. Like, <laughs> baby, don't have your privilege showing just to get to me because the, the people who had to work that day did not appreciate that little joke. Like, so... I'm kid you not. I'm seeing this now. Don't get me wrong. Whenever things are bad in your life, you do. There is this tendency to kind of equate situations to your situations. Basically, you know, you, you feel like everybody is talking about you. But I kid you not. The details that people were using were unique to my situation. And so 
you know, I'm smart enough to know, like, no, this person, this, this isn't me being crazy. Like, no, this person is just somebody who was scrolling on social media and saw the nonsense and talked about it at work the next morning. So I had to draw, I had to find a fine line and fine balance between knowing when I'm being messed with, when I'm being gaslighted and knowing when something has absolutely nothing to do with me. Because there are still, there's a good chunk of social media that saw BS, called BS and had already moved on. But the large there, I felt like there was such a large portion of social media that was so engulfed and so enthralled in this story and invested in it in various ways. I mean, in my mind, there was no getting past that. And in my mind, I knew that there were, there were things about society that had allowed for it to get to this point that I would like to comment on. And I'm sorry, but this is the episode that you're not going to like. I love how meek and shy I was in the first episode. I took accountability in this first episode because after I left that original city that I was from, I realized that this was not about any action that I had taken. It was just about people wanting something, people wanting drama, people wanting something to talk about, people wanting something to do. I, I know that there are unique things about me in special, like I know I'm a rare soul. I know that, but I wholeheartedly believe that this could have happened to anyone. And I believe that, um, not everyone has the strength and the courage to make it through a situation like this for this long. And so that is part of the reason why I'm here today. This this is what's inspired this podcast. And so these remarks are going to hurt you if if you would like to be hurt by it. But please understand that I'm talking to victims of cyberbullying. I'm talking to people who may get targeted in the future. I'm talking to people who have who has ever been hit with lies and rumors. I'm talking to people who has ever had somebody try to destroy their character um, and destroy their reputation. Please keep in mind that like, if you don't want to hear what I have to say, social media is powerful. Social media gives you control. You can take all of your control back and you can leave me alone at any time you want. That's what I wanted in the first place. (laughs) You don't hurt me by leaving me alone, dismissing me, leaving me to my devices. I kid you not, I have been discredited about 67 times and counting, but there are people who need to hear this. So first of all, I understand, I understood the scale of the situation. There was a day where I had turned my phone on airplane mode to go to work because, um, you know, you, you can't follow me to work with this nonsense. I'm sorry. But so, I, so I usually put my airplane, I, I put my phone on airplane mode, like after I leave the house or probably when I'm getting near to the job or whatever. And that day I had put my phone on airplane mode, like a little soon. I put it, um, like after I left the house, like right after I left the house, I put my phone on airplane mode and I headed to my job. I kid you not. As I was driving down the highway, you know, in my distress, I had been hurt by something that was said um, that day or whatever. So, But as I was driving down the highway, 
there was a helicopter and I don't know if it was for me. I'm not going to say it was for me because I am never, never will I be that person to think that like, I am a big enough star to warrant somebody coming in a helicopter, but I kid you not. That helicopter came directly from my left um, peripheral vision. It made a beeline to my, um, you know, my road on the highway. You know, um, it, it was a bridge. So, um, you know, there's one going one way and the other going the other way. It made a beeline to my road. All of the, I think it's northbound traffic or whatever. And right in front of my car, it kind of hovered. And I'm like, uh, so I, I looked up at it and I drove past it and I watched it hover over my car. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and um, it threw me for a loop because, you know, I, I would like to believe that it doesn't get that serious. I would like to believe that it doesn't get that deep. But I have been wrong thus far. <laughs> I have been terribly wrong thus far. Apparently, it does, in fact, get that deep. It gets deep enough for people to come see me, travel to see what I'm doing. It gets deep enough for people to drive alongside me in traffic and look at me or take pictures. It gets deep enough for... Whenever I turn my cell signal off, it, it gets deep enough for people to act completely ridiculous. Like, and um, I don't need any research to say this part. Social media has made us very strange. Um, social media has encouraged behavior that a reasonable person would find it questionable. And in this new city, all of these new people... So I, I forgot to explain that this situation in this new city, I, I saw that it blew past demographics. It blew past, you know, I'm thinking, okay, I'm safe. And, you know, if, if you know, I'm thinking that this is still a black a black Twitter thing. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this is still like some tea in the black social media airwaves like no this situation has blew past every demographic any every person from all I mean I have had young people old people all ages know about this situation and I am really not even sure how I'm able to touch all these demographics it's kind of an honor and uh, and the worst curse because I never imagined in my life that I would be able to have the power to offend a middle-aged white guy. Like any middle-aged white guy. Like I'm talking 30 through 50. If there is something I say that can make you upset, that then I that never even crossed my mind. And um, I really don't think it's anything that I'm saying because, like I said, this is this has been months of me just kind of talking into the air, and it's been months of people just picking it up and doing whatever, doing with it whatever they see fit. And there is nothing I can do to get away from this. Like, there's nothing I can. I have tried utter and complete silence. 
And somehow that makes me narcissistic and somehow that makes me not care about people. I have tried commenting on everything, including people in my day. And somehow that means that I like the situation and that, you know, I wanted to continue. And it's just, I just want to reiterate that there is nothing. I don't know what it is about my spirit that makes people want to, first of all, measure themselves up. There's always some type of comparison, some type of competition that people are doing with me. Like it doesn't matter. I can't, I've learned to not even share my plans or my thoughts of plans because somebody is going to execute that in short order if they have the resources and the time before I have the resources and the time. Um, and, um, it's kind of creepy to see. I mean, it's still an honor. I will always be honored before I'm like annoyed at somebody trying to copy me or follow me or fudge me or do anything you know it's always an honor before it's an annoyance for me um just because I'm 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 I've never pictured myself being that type of person I'm starting to see like a so so scale I've learned that this is this is national my phone is national television my phone <laughs> Um, I read a post that said that like, you're like, you're, um, you're mainstream media, like you're mainstream TV. And that hurt my heart because it's like, everyone can see this except for me. And, you know, in order to get to the shit, you, you gotta be down with the shit kickers. And that's just always where you lose me, man. Like you can't, you can't get me to care about that crap, but now I need to see the shit, you know, now it's about me. And that's the one thing that I can't tap into because there are these actors or actor that's kind of just dancing around me trying, you know, with, with surveillance comes information. So they're able to see everything that I do and able to take measures before I even get to where I am going on the app or on the website, you know, just to make sure that I get absolutely nowhere. So this isn't something that I can solve on my own. And after I had finished becoming deeply angry about it, I had eventually just decided to leave the situation with the expert. Like that's, uh, there is nothing I can say that will make that situation better. Like there is nothing, anything I say is going to warrant a reaction So you just have to kind of leave unreasonable people alone, like, because that's not a battle that you can fight. Like, there's nothing you can say. This situation has changed my life in the most remarkable way. And at this point, I have been holding off on talking about God because I am going to fill this last part with God. And I had make I made up in my mind that this This podcast is not going to be for the greats of social media. I'm so sorry you guys are angry at me anyway. Why would I do anything for that? Why would I talk to people who are angry at me for getting attention anyway? No. I want for this podcast to be for the enlightened spirits. That's who I will be directing my reflective questions to from now on. That is the audience of this show. I remember back in the spring, I said I wanted to create a platform for people who are looking for God. My platform is going to be for informational purposes, but I 
I hate that America has become this place where like people recoil when they hear the word God or people will stare straight clear of you if you if they hear the word God, because, you know, America was built on this belief that you should be able to worship God in any way you choose or you should be able to choose to worship or choose not to worship and we should be able to live in harmony anyway. And so to hear people like roll their eyes whenever I talk about God is kind of like heartbreaking. But I mean, if that's what you need to do to feel whole about yourself, if you want to believe that this is just a mass mush of coincidence, this whole universe is just one big mess of coincidences and that there is no order to anything, then that's on you. Um, If you want to believe that I have just been getting lucky for four months straight, (laughs) then that's on you. But let me show you why I have not been getting lucky at all. On January 1st, I asked God to remove the snakes out of my life. I asked God for a clean sweep. I asked God if that, that there if there is anybody who secretly hopes harm upon me or secretly doesn't like me or secretly doesn't wish me well or secretly only wishes well to the extent where it's not better than them. I wanted them washed away from my life. And I told God that I would do whatever it takes to make it so. I asked for number two, accountability. And boy, God gave me accountability in the thousands, didn't he? I have so many accountability buddies now. (laughs) And I have people that will not allow me to talk my way out of doing the responsible thing or talk my way out of doing the hard thing or the disciplined thing. Now there is real accountability. Like there's, you know, usually accountability only goes as far as your accountability partner is able or willing to take it. And for me, I'm pretty, I'm a, I'm a pretty witty girl. So whenever someone hits me with a, you should be doing X, Y, and Z, I'll always hit them with a little smart remark. Even, even though I know deep down it's the truth, like I should be doing X, Y, and Z. I'm going to give you like this denial, stupid reason why I'm not doing it. And that's going to be that because your argument isn't better than mine. But now there is no opportunity for that. Right? Now... It's literally, this is your life and you need to make changes. And there are people that are hoping for you to make the wrong changes or for you to not change at all. There are people hoping for you to sit in this misery if you do nothing. And they will win if you do nothing. And so... I got, I asked God for accountability and I got that times 10. I asked God for a voice. I asked God to show me who I am. I know, I knew a long time ago that I was this like really versatile spirit who, you know, is really sensitive to things. But I had a hard time with 
asserting my personality or asserting myself in situations that call for me to be another person. And God has done that. Because in the beginning of this, I wanted to keep the whole good news only, clean social media rules by the book. I wanted to keep that going. I wanted to, you know, keep continue to post only the good things, you know, follow the format, you know. And I just, I was perfectly content doing that until I couldn't do it anymore. But God was like, no, that's not going to work here. You're, these people are going to find out things about you that you have otherwise not wanted them. They're going to they're gonna find out your mistakes. And so you can't just go in there all happy smiles. Like, no, you've, you've made mistakes in your life. And granted, these mistakes are completely personal and it's nobody's business, but it's out there. And so now you have to confront them. God forced, I was forced to be this person. I was forced to get assertive because the alternative was shrinking until somebody came to my door to either beat me up or severely hurt me. That was the options I had because I don't know if you noticed, but there was always going to be a reason to do this no matter what had come out of my mouth, no matter what I have said, no matter what I have done, there will always, some miserable empty soul is going to always find a reason to come after me, to wish harm on me, to criticize. There's always going to be something. Nobody in this life is perfect. I asked for a voice and I had to find that through a crash course. Let me tell you, this whole situation was a crash course in public relations. Okay? You cannot name a better way to learn how to interact with people than direct (laughs) feedback in real time about the things that you say or the things that you do. I kid you not. (laughs) This was a crash course in public relations. And I had to learn the hard way because I'm stubborn that not everything deserves and not everything deserves your energy. Not everybody deserves for you to say something. I had to see in the game, the whole game, the score was me. If I had said something either embarrassing or wise, that was a score. That was something that you got out of me. Like that was something that people that was content, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, I had asked God, like, what is this? Like, you know, God, that the punishment doesn't fit the crime. You know, I don't know. There was one night where I was just talking hard to God, like, like, if this is the life you want me to live, if this is how you want it to be, you know, what I'm like, I was, I was so pissed off because it was like, dude, You know this crime does not fit this punishment. Like, why can't you let me? And I had to see that this was all just a process. It was it was a transformation. And it's something that needed. Well, I wouldn't say it needed to happen. It absolutely didn't. But there is so much to be gained from this experience, because what I gained was a clean slate 
All of that history, all of that nonsense, y'all can have it. Yes, unfortunately, a tiny fraction of that was me. I had been trying to hush up and cover up and like snuff out my light. My, this little light of mine. <laughs> I had been trying to snuff it out and just make it average for so long that I had thought I had led myself to believe that those little things that I was doing, which by the way, I, I wish I could say that I was doing like the most, uh, but it, it really wasn't. If this was just two crazy bitches going back and forth, this would have been a short run. If this were a uh, unclever person, this would have been a short run. If this was a person who wasn't, if I wasn't a person who was witty and smart and clever and genuine and a little bit awkward and so perfectly irregular that I in, in fact am like regular and I relate to everybody this would have been a short run I can't think of a soul that would be able to manage a situation like this and turn a situation like this into such a, a mind-altering event because if this were if this were just two people on the same web wavelength going back and forth someone would have been dead already and that someone would have been me I'm sorry but I'm I'm not lying to anybody for help with nothing like I'm so, that's not something I'm not about to gather an army to uh, you know, with lies. Like, that's not something that was going to happen. So I was just going to have to die. Like, put flyers, you know, in memory. She was such a good person. She never deserved. Her light should still be with us. That was going to be the story. But because I... <laughs> but because I, I wholeheartedly believe that because I had committed to having a close relationship with God, like, that's the only, because I kid you not, I have realized and I'm finding out, you know, later down the line, God has fought battles that I haven't even known about. I mean, I don't know if you've known, every time somebody decides to get a chuckle out of me, some, somehow their life mysteriously falls apart. <laughs> Or somehow their life mysteriously gets hard because that's how karma works. That's God. And if I had not been connected to God, if I had not seen all the signs, if I had not heeded all those warnings, if I had not called God down to where I was in this ridiculous situation, then I would have been out of here by now. And I'm glad that I'm not because people need to understand that, first of all, this was never okay. And the fact that there are people, there are more people willing to sit and watch than there are people willing to shut it down because it's just grossly wrong and it can happen to anybody. And that says more than anything I could possibly say about us as a nation, like, Whatever you see on TV is not your country. This is our country. This, uh, this that has surpassed all demographics. This is our country. 
And that's hard to hear, but it's something you need to hear. And one thing, and, and another thing that needs to be said, like, is that hate is so powerful. And let me tell you something about, this is, this is no dig to white people. Like, I... I genuinely believe that, you know, I didn't grow up believing. I grew up in the islands and where seeing a white person was like seeing deer. Like, you know, the white people would be on the tourist bus waving at us like, oh, look at the cute little island people. And, you know, me as a child, we would be waving back to the tourist bus like, oh, look at the cute white folks. Look at them go in the little tour bus, (laughs) you know, like... So I wasn't, I wasn't raised to really, um, you know, racism wasn't really a thing in my life to where I was raised up to see every white person as bad or evil, um, or anything like that. But one thing I can tell you is that I've seen the way they hate and this is going to be uncomfortable to hear, but it's, I, I do believe it's, uh, no, it is the truth. There is no there is no other demographic in the history of the world who has been allowed to have their hate evolve quite like white people. Every other if black people hate on a large scale, it is shut down as nonsense. If Spanish people do it, it is shut down as nonsense. Asian people can get away with it, but it will also be shut down as nonsense. White hate has been allowed to evolve to the point where it is so efficient. Your hate is weightless. Your hate at this time in history, there's nothing that drags it down. It's weightless. And if it's weightless and nothing can stop it, that means it travels at top speeds. It permeates every barrier known to humankind. So watch who you throw that hate at. Because when you are laughing at me, you're not just laughing at another black epic fail online. You're talking to like a person on your timeline or a distant cousin, or some co-worker at work who still to this day believes that I am three-fourths of a person and who is legitimately tired of hearing about me and who will actually hunt me down. With any power comes responsibility. And with your hate comes immense responsibility. So make sure you understand what you're talking about. I understand that... There has been so many times in history where like, you know, the hate comes first and and questions come later. But I encourage you for, to not let that be the case anymore. Please watch who you throw that to. You, you pass it on to your children. I see it in the way they follow me around. I see it in the way that they laugh at somebody twice their age like I'm nothing. Your hate has no bounds and your hate is generational. Your hate comes with a family crest. So watch you who you watch. You have to measure that. You can't just let it fly. 
because with any power comes responsibility. I need for people to hear this podcast and this story just goes, like I said, this was never about vindicating me or my situation because, you know, if you sit down and you put all the pieces together, the story was there the whole time. The story, the story was there the whole time. It's just that people kind of had a willingness to look past it until it was absolutely necessary to actually look at what's happening here. Um, the whole point of this introduction is for people to see, this is National Suicide Awareness Month. And I kid you not, in this, in this bout, in this whole saga, that was the first period in my life where I, it was brief. It was for like, Two seconds. But I contemplated like, you know, this would really all end if I just like I could get away from this. I can I can escape like strangers and fake friends and and all of that if I just, you know, like it was brief, but it startled me. And I need for everyone to know, like, I need for anybody who has ever even seen a situation like this or any person who can befall, who can, who can end up in a situation like this. I need for you to know that suicide is not the only way out. That's not the only option you have. I need for you to know that. Whatever, whatever hate is pouring out of people, that won't last forever. And people can't be angry forever. At some point, the truth will come out or people will understand how ridiculous they're being. This pain that you're feeling or the pain that you have yet to feel does not and will not last forever. And if you're a believer, if you know that this was only possible with God, just like I know this was only possible with God for me to be able to sit here today. If you know that, you need to bring your heart before him. Like just because there's a whole I got a, I got a whole lot of hate online every time I say the word God or every time I speak his name or like I get a whole bunch of sarcastic comments and all of this stuff is sarcasm and it's it's and you know people would rather hate you or envy you for your connection that you have with God before they even try to make a connection for themselves and so for right now I'll kind of just move like this for a little bit or maybe for a long time whichever suits me best but I need for everybody to know that if you're like annoyed at the way I praise God, like I'm sorry, but this could have only happened with God. You have seen me by myself, utterly alone by God's design because he wished for it to be so because I needed to see my own strength. I needed to see my own potential before I could even think that I could be anything. I had to be brought down to where nobody would help me. So that I could finally have the opportunity and the excuse to help myself. 
And what better excuse do I have to turn away from all of the entitled nonsense? What better excuse in the world is there now? Um, I'm sorry. You tried to watch, you watched um, me get violated over and over again all every day, all day. I don't owe you a thing. Like, I'm sorry, but if I used to speak to you, if we used to be friendly and you're suddenly hearing that I'm not your friend anymore or you notice that you no longer have access to me, I'm sorry, but I'm blaming it on this dementia shift, baby. I'm, I'm blaming it on this situation. Because like I said, before we could even get to how I respond, we always have to go through what you decided to do. <laughs> we always, before we can criticize my response, we have to talk about what you decided to do to get me there. So I have the perfect excuse now to, first of all, walk away from my past mistakes. It's out there. That's ancient history, baby. That's done with. Whatever you heard, if it was the truth, if you have like sense enough to put the pieces together and, and pull some truth out of it, I guarantee you, you, you will never see me be that stupid again in my life. You will never see me be around those people again. If, if there is anybody that could harm me, crazy story is unfortunately still not over. It's a crime and it's um, an active crime. And as much as I would like to think that I'm prideful and I got me and I don't have to worry about this, this is very much still happening. And there are some very, very deeply unhappy people who would um, actually act on their feelings. If you have any information about this if you have a screenshot if you have a post if you have the link to where you can watch me <laughs> please email that at turn your attention at proton.me or you can email that at turn your attention one at gmail.com um I will set up my little fundraising operations also, and I'm going to include that on my social media channels. Um, the next episode that I'm going to talk about is the very difficult God question. Um, I'm going to talk about millennials in relation to their churches. I'm going to talk about um, the trepidations that some millennials have today. Um, with going to church, I'm not going to talk about any specific church because I'm not trying to get suicided by, um, under mysterious circumstances. Um, I am going to be discussing, um, all of the, all of the troubles and trepidations that come with entrusting your faith in an organization or a, or a different belief because, um, you know, there are so many people who are afraid that I'm just going to talk with authority on every matter. And that is so not the case. Like I'm, I'm just as trepidatious as I'm just as scared as you are about the same things that you are afraid of when it comes to believing too deeply in, in a thing or, 
trusting too deeply in a thing like I carry all of those worries and concerns with me and so I will be discussing those worries and concerns um that is gonna be the first one with research for anyone who is a little overzealous in episode three is when you can start fact checking (laughs) I thank you so much for listening to this podcast and I thank you so much for listening um listening to um this crazy story and like i said before i know i opened saying that this is for the greats of social media but i think that this one is gonna be for the greats the and by the greats i mean the diamonds in the rough who get walked by who who get walked by every day just like me i'm talking about the people who have found the lord and who have been saved and who is just walking in a society that is basically now set up to work against their faith like I feel like people with faith cannot walk in their faith because there is so much it's a turnoff now there's stigma that comes with believing in God now or there's stigma that comes with even even rejoicing God if you say if you say God three times in a day you're you're over you're over religious you're you're a zealot now (laughs) and so um I'm gonna be discussing um those things um in the next episode um so thank you for listening bye see you later If you or anyone you know is contemplating suicide, please call, text, or chat the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline at 988. Again, that's just 988. You can also find helpful resources such as a lifeline for attempt survivors and a safe space for young people to discuss mental health at 988lifeline.org. Again, that's 988lifeline.org.